Welcome to Zichud Siman Memor by Avram Goldar, and today we're Zechus Sukkah Daf Mem Base, the end of the third parak Lulav Gazel, and the beginning of the fourth parak Lulav Varava. So the three topics are going to focus on number one. Rav Yosi stated in the Mishan Daf Mem Aleph Amid Base that if the first day of Sukkot fell on Shabbos and one inadvertently carried the Lulav into Rishus of Rabim, he's not Chayav Achatas because he carried it out with permission to do a mitzvah. Rashi explains that he was preoccupied in doing a mitzvah, thinking about it and rushing to do it, and Rabbi Yossi holds Tobedvar mitzvah putter. One preoccupied with a mitzvah is putter from bringing a chattas. Abai said, Loshanu Elosho Yatsubo. The mission refers only to where he's not yet fulfilled his chiyub of luv. At the time, he carries it out, but if he had, he would be chayiv. The more challenges Abai, since from the moment he picks up the luv, he has fulfilled his chiyub with it. If Abai is correct, then when would Rabbi Yossi ever rule that one is putter? Abai answered, in a case where one inverted it, meaning he picked up the lulav upside down. Rabbi said you may even say when he did not invert it. Rather, Rabbi Yossi's case would be where he carried it out in a kli. The Gemara then asked if Rabbi is the one who holds it, that taking by means of something else is considered a valid taking. The Gemara answers that this is only when it's done derech kavod, not derech b'zayon, in a disrespectful way. Point number two, the next Mishnah states, a child who knows how to wave the lulav is chayv in the mitzvah. In addition to that, a child who knows how to wrap himself is chayv in tzitzis. If he knows how to guard the kedusha of tefillin properly, his father buys tefillin for him. If he knows how to talk, his father teaches him Torah and Kriyashma. The Gemara asks what is meant here by Torah, and Reb Hovnuna said it means that the father teaches the child the Pasuk of Torah Tzivolan and Moshe Marasha Kiyos Yaakov. The Torah that Moshe commanded us is the heritage of Kiyos Yaakov. Kriyashma here means Pasuk Rishon, the first Pasuk. And point number three, the first mission in the fourth parak states, Luv Varava Shisha Vishiva. The mitzvahs of Luv and Arava are performed in the base of Mikdash for six or seven days. Under what circumstances is the Luv performed for seven days? Yom Tov Rishon Shachag Shachali Beshabbos. When the first day of the Chag falls on Shabbos, the Luv is taken for seven days. But when the first day falls on any of the other days of the week, the Luv is taken for only six days. For the Chiv of Luv is not Docha Shabbos, it falls on the final six days of Sukkot. The Gemara asks why it should be forbidden to take the Luv in the base of Mikdash. The only concern is handling the Luv, which is a mitzvah prohibition, and since it doesn't involve a deraisa, let this mitzvah be Docha Shabbos. Rabbi answered, The Rabbanim were against taking a Luv on Shabbos, lest one take it in his hand and go to an expert to win the Halachos, and it inadvertently carry a Dalad Amos in Rishus Rabim. The Gemara adds that this is the same reason against blowing the shofar on a Rosh Hashan that falls on Shabbos, and for the decree against reading the Megillah on a Purim that falls on Shabbos. So once again, the three points are number one. Rabbi Yossi stated in the Mishnah Daf Mem Alf Amid Beit that if the first day of Sukkot fell on Shabbos and one inadvertently carried the Lulav into Rishus Rabim, he's not Chayvachatas Mifnei Shotzil Berushus because he carried it out with permission to do a mitzvah. Rashi explains that he was preoccupied in doing a mitzvah, thinking about it and rushing to do it. And Rabbi Yossi holds Tobedvar Mitzvah Pater. One preoccupied with a mitzvah is Pater. Abai said, Lo Shanu Yatsabo. The Mishnah refers only to where he has not yet fulfilled his chiyuv of luv at the time he carries it up. But if he had, he would be chayev. The more challenges Abai, since from the moment he picks the luv up, he has fulfilled the chiyuv with it. If Abai is correct, then when would Rabbi Yossi ever rule that one is pater? Abai answered, Keshafacho, in a case where one inverted it, meaning he picked up the luv upside down. Rabbi said you may even say where he did not invert it. Rabbi Yossi's case would be where he carried it out in a kli. 
The Gemara said, Rav is the one who holds that taking by means of something else is considered a valid taking. The Gemara answers that that's only when it's derech kavot, not derech bezayon, in a disrespectful way. Pointing to the next Mishnah states, A child who knows how to weigh the luav is chayv in the mitzvah. In addition to that, a child who knows how to wrap himself is chayv in tzitzis. If he knows how to guard the kedusha of tefillin properly, his father buys tefillin for him. If he knows how to talk, his father teaches him Torah and Kriyashma. The Gemara asks, what is meant here by Torah? And Rabbi Nuna said, it means that the father teaches the child the Pasuk Torah Tzivolanu Moshe, Rasha Kihilis Yaakov. The Torah that Moshe commanded us is the heritage of Kihilis Yaakov. Kriyashma here means Pasuk Rishon, the first Pasuk. And pointing between the first mission, the fourth parak states, Lulav Arava Shisha Beshiva. The mitzvahs of Lulav and Arava are performed in the base of Migdash for six or seven days. Now, under what circumstances is the Lulav performed for seven days? Yom Tavarishan Shachag Shachal Yippashabas. When the first day of the Chag falls on Shabbos, the Lulav is taken for seven days. But when the first day falls on any of the other days of the week, the Lulav is taken for only six days. For the Chiva Lulav is not Docha Shabbos that falls on the final six days of Sukkot. Gores, why should be forbidden to take the Lulav in the base of Migdash? The only concern is handling the Lulav, which is a Muxva prohibition. And since it doesn't involve a Daraisa, let this mitzvah be Docha Shabbos. Rabbi answered, The Rabbanimer goes against taking a lulav on Shabbos, lest one take it in his hand and go to an expert to win the halachos, and B'shogeg carry it all at Amos in Rishus Rabim. The Gemara adds that this is the same reason against blowing the shofar on Rosh Hashanah that falls on Shabbos, and for the decree against reading the Megillah on a Purim that falls on Shabbos. All right, so now we go to our Simmer Daf Membeis, and our standard simon is a mobster, a mobster. So here goes. The mobster who was poked by the man who inadvertently carried his lulav upside down as he walked into Rishus Rabim got poked again by kids passing by who were shaking their lulavim while singing towards Sibolan and Moshe as they headed for Amos towards the neighborhood Bucky to learn the halachos. Once again, in slow motion. The mobster, mobster, that must be one duff, Membeis. The mobster was poked by the man who inadvertently carried his wolf upside down as he walked into Jerusalem. Rabim, which reminds us, Rabbi Yossi said that if the first day of Sukkot falls on Shabbos and one inadvertently carried his wolf into Jerusalem, Rabim, he's not chayvachatas because he carried it out with permission to do a mitzvah. Rashi explains that he was preoccupied in doing a mitzvah, thinking about it and rushing to do it. And Rabbi Yossi holds a Torah Bedvar mitzvah is pater. Abai said the Mishnah refers only to where he's not yet fulfilled his chiyuv of wolf at the time he carries it out. But if he had, he would be chayv. Abai said this would be in a case where one inverted it, meaning he picked up the lulav upside down, Rava said you may even say where he did not invert it, rather it would be where he carried it out in a kli. And even though Rava is the one who holds that's only when it's derech kavod, not derech bezayon, in a disrespectful way. So the mobs who was poked by the man who inadvertently carried his lulav upside down as he walked into Rishus Rabim got poked again by kids passing by, who were shaking their lulavim while singing towards Sibolan Moshe, which reminds us the next Mishnah states, A child who knows how to weigh the lulav is chayv in the mitzvah. In addition, the Brites are taught that if the child knows how to wrap himself, he's chayv in tzitzes. If he knows how to guard the Kedusha of Tefillin properly, his father buys Tefillin for him. And if he knows how to talk, his father teaches him Torah and Kriyashma. The Gemara asks, what is meant here by Torah? And Reb Hamnuna said it means that father teaches the child the Pasuk of Torah Sibolan Moshe, Moshe Kiyos Yaakov. And Kriyashma here means 
Pasuk Rishon, the first Pasuk. So the mobster was poked by the man who inadvertently carried his lulav upside down as he walked into Shusha Rabim, got poked again by kids passing by, who were shaking their lulavim while singing towards Sivalan and Moshe as they headed Daladamas towards the neighborhood Baki to learn the halachos. Which reminds us that we learned the Chiyuv of Luv is not Docha Shabbos, it falls on the final six days of Sukkot. Then when asked why it should be permitted to take a Luv in the base of Mikdash, it's still to Ba'amahu, Shabbos. The only concern is handling the Luv, which is a Muxa prohibition, and since it doesn't involve a Daraisa, let this mitzvah be Docha Shabbos. Rabbi answered, Gezer Shemitlana Biyado, Vayelach Eitzobaki Lumo. The Rabban Ragozer, against taking a Luv on Shabbos, lest one take it in his hand and go to an expert to learn the Halachos, Vyaviranu Arba Amos, Mishus Rabbim, and invernally will carry it Dalad Amos in Mishus and the Gemara adds that this is the same reason against blowing the shofar on a Rosh Hashanah that falls on Shabbos and for the decree against reading the Megillah on a Purim that falls on Shabbos. So once again, the mobster was poked by the man who inadvertently carried his luv upside down as he walked into Rishus Rabim, got poked again by kids passing by who were shaking their lulavim while singing towards Sivolan and Moshe as they headed Dalad Amos towards the neighborhood Baki to learn the Halachos. All right, now it's time for a four-block back Chazara. Daf Lamed Ches, so the Simr Daf Lamed Ches is a double lach, and we use chicken soup. So here goes. When the host interrupted his chicken soup meal, chicken soup meal, that must be more on Daf Lamed Ches, a double lach. When the host interrupted his chicken soup meal, when he saw that his lulav had arrived, which reminds us, the Gemara presents a contradiction and states in the Mishnah that one takes the lulav at the table, which is to say that he must interrupt his meal in order to fulfill the mitzvah. But it states in the Mishnah and Shabbos that if one began his meal before davening mincha, a mabsikim, he's not required to interrupt his meal, but can finish in daven afterwards. Rav Safar said there's no stira. The Mishnah in Shabbos refers to where there's enough time in the day to finish the meal in daven, whereas our Mishnah is dealing with when there's not enough time to finish and take the lulav. So when the host interrupted his chicken soup meal, when he saw that his lulav had arrived, he began reciting hala with haluka, upon which his guests responded in kind. Which reminds Gemara brings Ravu who said major halachas can be deduced from the current custom for the recitation of hala. Rashi explains that the custom in Ravu's time changed considerably from when hala was instituted by the Navim, as people became more proficient in reciting hala together with the Baltafila, and the custom was to do it in unison, except in certain places. The first halacha of six that Ravu mentioned was that the Baltafila would recite the first word haluka, and the people would respond haluka. From here, it can be inferred that it's a mitzvah to respond haluka at the beginning of halo. So, when the host interrupted his chicken soup meal, when he saw that his lulav had arrived, he began reciting halo with haluka, upon which his guests responded in kind, except for the man who was busy enjoying his matzah ball, who merely listened as his form of response. Which reminds us that the source for Shomei Ko'onah comes from the Pasuk that states that Yoshiyahu read from the Sefer when in fact he listened to Shafan read it. We see from here that Shomei Ko'onah. Daf Lamites, so the similar Daf Lamites is a letter. So here goes. When the letter, letter, that must be more on Daf Lamites. When the letter with the instructions to recite a bracha at the beginning of Hala arrived, which reminds us the Mishnah Daf Lamites Amadav stated, where the Minhag with Hala is Levarach, Yavarach, to recite a bracha, one recites a bracha. By said, they taught that the manner of making a bracha is a Minhag only with regard to the one recited after Hala. But with regard to the bracha recited before Halal, there's an actual chiv to recite the bracha. For Rabbi Yudah said in the name of Shmuel, Kol HaMitzvah's Kulon, Mavarach Alein, son. Regarding all of the mitzvahs, one recites the bracha for them immediately before the performance. Gemara asks, which pasik indicates the word over has the meaning of before and brings three sources. So when the letter with the instructions to recite a bracha at the beginning of Halal arrived, along with the Shemitah Lua package that came with an esrog as a present, 
which reminds the next Mishnah states that if one purchases a lulav during Shemitah from an Amar Arz, he must give him the Esrog as a gift because he's not permitted to purchase it from him during Shemitah. If the Amar Arz does not want to give him the Esrog as a gift, Rav Huna said, He includes the cost of the Esrog and the price of the lulav. Rashi explains they should raise the price of the lulav to the point where he can give the Esrog as a gift. So when the letter with the instructions to recite a bracha at the beginning of Halal arrived, along with the Shemitah lulav package that came with an Esrog as a present, the man made sure to pay the Amar Arz only enough to purchase three meals, which reminds us. The Gemara questions why the mission forbids one to purchase an Esrog outright and answers, Levisha in most to make Paris Shvi's Amars because one is not permitted to give an Amar's money from the sale of Shemitah produce because he may use the money in a forbidden manner. Rashi explains that the Torah states that Shvi's produce is la'achla, below for you to eat and not to do commerce. This does not prohibit the produce from being sold. Rather, it teaches that the money, like the produce for which it was received, must be consumed, meaning spent on food or similar items during Shemitah. Anama Arts is suspected of saving his money past this time. If one purchases his produce from him, then he'll be leading to sin. For Rasana Brisa, one is not permitted to give an Amarat's money from the sale of Shemitah produce above the cost of purchasing three meals. Daf Mem. So the Simmer Daf Mem is a swimming pool. So here goes. The lifeguard who used a lula broom with Kedusha Shvis to sweep around the pool deck. Pool? That must be on Daf Mem. The lifeguard who used a lula broom with Kedusha Shvis to sweep around the pool deck, which reminds us, the Gemara notes that the reason a lula may be purchased from an Amar's during Shemitah is because it's a product of the sixth year that entered the seventh, which implies, had the Shvis, Kadosh, that a lula that is a product of the seventh year has Kedusha Shvis. Why should this be so? A lulav is mere wood, not produce, and wood has no Kedusha Shviz. The Gemara answers to the Pusik states the produce of the land during Shviz says, Lechem Lachla, for you to eat. Lechem Dumya de Lachla. The larger uses permitted by Lechem must be similar to those of the phrase Lachla. This teaches that the uses are permitted are only Mishahan Aso Ubiiro Shava, those whose benefit coincides with the consumption of the produce. This would exclude wood from Kedusha Shviz, whose benefit comes after its consumption, meaning when it's already reduced to coals. A lulav's typically used as a broom has its benefit and consumption, meaning it gets worn down, at the same time making it subject to Kedusha Shviz. So the lifeguard who used a lulav broom with Kedusha Shviz to sweep around the pool deck found monies with Kedusha Shviz, which reminds us we have a malchus regarding Kedusha Shviz attaching onto money. Rebbe said, Ein Shviz mischalelis ela derech mekach. Shemitah produce cannot be mischalelis, meaning imparted Kedusha to money or produce exchange for it, except by way of purchase. Rebbe Yochanan said, Ben derech mekach, ben derech it can be imparted both by way of purchase and by way of chilu. Rashi explains that one would say this produce should be mechulalin onto these monies. The Gemara brings the respective psukim that support each position. So the lifeguard who used a lula broom with Kedusha Shviz to sweep around the pool deck found monies with Kedusha Shviz, right next to a poor Shemitah violator who was trying to sell his metaltalin to some of the pool guests. Which reminds us, the Gemara asks, what then does Rabbi Yochan do with the Pasuk Kisim Mimkar, when you shall make a sale, and answers that he needs it for the source of the teaching of Rabbi Yossi Bar Chanina. For Rabbi Yossi taught, Rabbi Yossi Bar Chanina said, Bo'orei kamakasha avakasho shviz. Come and see how harsh is the dust of the prohibition of shviz. For a man does business with the produce of the Shemitah year, hoping to profit thereby, in the end, poverty will force him to sell his metaltalim v'kelim. Daf Memov. So the similar Daf Memov is a grandma. So here goes. The grandma, grandma. That must be one Daf Memolov. 
the grandma who loved to seek out ways to do a zechul mikdash, proudly ben for seven days straight. Which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, Berishona Yehulav Nito B'Mikdash Shiva. Originally, in the days of the base of Mikdash, Yehulav was taken the temple all seven days of Sukkot, and the provinces on only one day being the first day. When the base of Mikdash was destroyed, Rabbi Yochum and Zaka Institute that will be taken in the provinces all seven days of Sukkot, Zechul Mikdash, as a remembrance of the base of Mikdash. The Gemara asked for the source that were been to make a Zechul Mikdash, and Rabbi Yochum said that states in Yermio, Tzion he Dorsh Enla, saying, She is Tzion, there is none who seek her. From the words Dorsh Enla, there is none who seek her, Makal the boy Drisha, it's implied that she requires seeking. Rabbi Yochum and Zaka determined that the way to fulfill this is through performing the mitzvah of the way it was done in the base of Mikdash. So the grandma who left to seek out ways to do a zechel and mikdash proudly benched Lulav for seven days straight and gave her special chadash bowl as a gift to friends to be used after the 16th, which reminds us. The mission say that Rami Yochum and Zake also instituted Sheyig Yom Hanef Kula Asr, that the entire day of waving, referring to the wave of the Omer, should be forbidden for eating from Chadash, the new crop of grain. But she explains that when the Omer is brought, Chadash is only permitted afterwards, but when there's no base in Migdash and Omer offering, it's permitted immediately upon daybreak of the 16th. The Gemara teaches that we're not from Yochum and Zake's institution in the time when there will be a base in Migdash. People will think that it's permitted at daybreak since the previous year it was permitted then. The Gemara seeks to clarify the day Rabbi Yochum and Zaka was concerned that the temple would be rebuilt and concludes that the case is when the temple was rebuilt the night of the 16th or just before Shkia on the 15th, which might cause a delay for it to be brought on the 16th. Rashi clarifies that even though the temple is not permitted to be rebuilt at night or on Yantiv, the restrictions only apply to human construction. However, by Shrish will miraculously descend intact from Shemaim, as it says in the Pasuk, Mikdash Hashem Konu Yadecha, the Mikdash, my master, that your hand established. So the grandma who loved to seek out ways to do a Zechel Mikdash proudly benched Lulav for seven days straight and gave her special Chadish bowl as a gift to friends to be used after the 16th on condition they return it. Which reminds us, a rice was brought that states that a person cannot fulfill his chiyub of luv on the first day of Yantav with his friend's luv, elin kenasna luv matana, unless the latter gave it to him as a gift, and brings an instant ribbon gamliel was traveling in a boat with other rabban gave his luv worth a thousand zuz to the other rabban to use, each one gifting the luv to the next one, and then Rabbi Kiva, who used the last, returned it. The Tana's coming to teach that matana almanaz lachzir shma matana, a gift granted on condition that be returned is legally considered a gift. Rabbi taught that if one did not return the luv afterwards, he has not fulfilled his chiyuv. Since he didn't fulfill the condition, it's clarified retroactively that the gift was void and that he used a stolen luv. All right, that concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.